This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie Home Alone. Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we begin our run-through of holiday movies here on Cinemavention, beginning with discussing the movie Home Alone, which my guest has seen before. He is a podcaster, streamer, and the founder of the Samcast Network. Please welcome back to the show, Samuel Lewis, a.k.a. TSCN Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Hey there, little Will. We know you're in there. <laughs> Open up. Now, how are you doing, Will? <laughs> how are you doing, man? If you're not watching the video, folks, uh, you're missing out on that uh, visual bit there. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Doing good, and yourself? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, I'm so excited to talk about this movie, and uh, this was a uh, this is a fun movie, and uh, I I really I I enjoyed this movie a lot. Spoiler alert for my opinion on on this <laughs> uh, movie, but right. but I I did enjoy this a lot. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, so let's get right into it. So Home Alone is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors and is available to stream on Disney Plus, which I guess makes sense because it was released by 20th Century Fox on November 16th, 1990. The movie was written by John Hughes and directed by Chris Columbus and stars Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and Catherine O'Hara. The movie had a budget of $18 million and made $476.7 million in theaters. Woo! All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, uh, do you remember when you first saw the movie Home Alone? Uh, this may be one of them where I can't quite remember it. Because I have more memories in my childhood of Home Alone 2 than I do 1. For some reason, I latched onto 2 and I watched it over and over and over. And huh. I'm sure we'll... I'm sure we'll get there. I'll make an argument for getting there at least. But one, um, yeah, it's it's not that one is any less good than two. Grammar police take me down. Um, (laughs) But but it's just that two grabbed onto me more, you know, for certain reasons that I may allude to to try to convince you. Interesting. Um, But yeah, so... So is it like uh is it is it a situation because like with Back to the Future I feel like there is different versions of Back to the Future like 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 there are different Back to the Future movies I should say that people like as opposed to the other like some people might like two as opposed to one maybe like is it is it a situation like that kind of it's, it's like I like one but if you're going to give me a choice I'm going two, right? Gotcha. But that that is not to say that one is a bad movie at all. Yeah. So it, it lays the framework for a lot of gags that happened in two that would 
not be a thing if it weren't for one and stuff like that even so interesting yeah it's definitely the framework for me that makes one of my favorite holiday movies then exist so right it's it's been fun for me to go back to where it started on that one for me so i think this will be a fun conversation yeah absolutely and uh yeah no because that's that's interesting we'll talk a little bit more about the sequels in just a moment but um but yeah but this is an interesting movie and i think what makes it such a good movie is because it surprisingly holds up very well, especially considering like, cause, cause we've covered a lot of movies on this show where, um, where it's from like the eighties or the nineties or something like that. And it definitely does not hold up. Like it is definitely aged. Right. Oh yeah. However, totally. there, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, there are moments in those other movies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like and that's yeah, that's the thing about this is that like this movie is definitely something like if you maybe tweaked like just a few things, like a few things, then you could this movie could pass as a movie made today. You know? It like, totally could. Like yeah, like there's only a few minor things in this movie that would that would even that would even date it that much, really. And um honestly you know what it is you know what it is i think it's just because it was filmed before smartphones and you know technology like was such a big thing because i although here's the problem though is that like i feel like if you put technology in i don't know if the story is the same you know (laughs) like i don't know if if the story is the same if say um kevin has an ipad that he can just facetime his mom on you know I mean, cell phone towers still require the electricity of the area. Am I right? So, well, yeah, but th- th- it wasn't an issue of electricity, though. Really, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know how cell phone towers work. I don't know if they're wired up with a normal connection or not. I've never done the research on that to figure that out. So that's, hmm. But I don't know. But but that's what I'm wondering is like if you have the modern technology that you do today, like does that? I I don't know because like because that was the issue is is that you could like they couldn't get in contact with um with Kevin like that was that was the main issue like that's kind of the main plot point right? And it's like if the internet is a thing and smartphones are a thing, like I I don't know if you can pull the pull the story off today. You know, yeah, I I could still see a kid having that and you'd have to wait for the parent to get home and he still has to defend the place. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, there's there's some very specific moments in here, some very heartfelt moments in here that happen because of that. So, yeah, I Mm -hmm. think you're right there. It would lose some stuff. And in fact, it that 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 may be a credit as to why some of the sequels pass to have certain reputations shall we say i see <laughs> so. yeah 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 because uh yeah because that's interesting because uh yeah there's there's a lot of sequels but uh before we get into that um i just want to say because this movie i have actually seen before kind of because because uh, i've seen the movie before but this uh this movie kind of falls under the category of willie watches this movie in passing and doesn't actually pay attention to the movie movies <laughs> And so, uh, so I, I kind of have some, like, I have some vague, like, ideas of, like, like, I, I kind of knew where, where it was going already, but kind of didn't at the same time type of situation. Um, so 
but but going into this, I was wondering like how how dated this movie was, and you know, because it was released in 1990, and we'll talk about this in a moment. But um, um, but yeah, but it still holds up today. Like I I do have my issues with this movie. I do have my <laughs> issues, but overall, I really did enjoy this movie, and I think it's because it had. Like it's such a very there it's such a very wholesome message that the movie is portraying, but in a very comedic way, right? Like there's so many slapstick yeah. moments in this film, but there's also a, a lot of wholesome moments, like you mentioned. You know, like that's what makes it so good, right? Yeah, and most people don't talk about the wholesome moments. Like you, you forget about them pop culture wise because the main thing that the Home Alone movies are known for in most people's minds, pop culture-wise, only happens in a small portion of the first movie. Like, it's just, the home defense scene is the last, I don't know how to fraction this up, but it's a small amount of the movie. (laughs) But that's what everyone thinks of when they think of Home Alone, and they don't think about all of these other scenes that we're going to discuss. And what's funny, too, is that, like, that that scene happens like the whole like um battle plan mission scene happens after the scene in the church right yes like that's what's crazy is you have to make it all the way to the end of the movie to even get to that part where that huge battle between the um the criminals happens right mm-hmm. and yet everyone all only knows this movie because from that one scene you know <laughs> yeah wild yeah no, it is so we mentioned the sequel so we i i looked it up on wikipedia there are five sequels to this movie five mm-hmm. <laughs> and and i yeah there's five of them and three video games too which was crazy three video games like that are that were released like throughout the uh film franchise i think it was from Home Alone 2 or from the original and Home Alone 2 and 3 I think is where those video games come from came from. Yeah. Like I've yeah. I've played the Super Nintendo for Home Alone 2 and I remember being a frustrated small child that could not get through the get past the first level. Mm. I do not know however cuz I have not gone back as an adult cuz we have methods. We can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not gone back as an adult and see if it was just me being a kid that was horrible at video games because I've run into several instances where that's been the whole thing, right? Or maybe the level somewhere. design is horrible. <laughs> or the level design is too hard. Yeah. You know, so occasionally they would make like, let's make a branded game. Let's do... And they'd make them freaking difficult. And you were like sitting there going, why did you do this? <laughs> so I, I, I literally don't know if that was just a freaking hard game or if I was just bad. And either one is possible. So sometime I need to dip back. Maybe before we possibly cover Home Alone 2 since that's yeah, the one yeah. it is anyway. And per- perhaps maybe, perhaps maybe, uh, maybe the true answer is maybe both. <laughs> it could be both. It, it could totally be both. It doesn't have to be either or. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but this Home Alone was such a smash hit. Like, let me, let me provide some context for you as to how big of a movie this is. Bearing in mind the fact that this is a Christmas film, by the way, um, mm. I found out that this movie was the highest earning live action comedy film of all time. Full stop. Until and and and, and the first and the movie that um broke that record 
was The Hangover Part 2 that came out in 2011. So almost 21 years later, it would take to um, to break that, the, that record for a Christmas movie, mind you. Think about yeah. that. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's impressive to be on the charts, period, if you're any movie. But the fact that it's a Christmas movie and made it that far it speaks volumes, you know? And I think what makes this movie so good is the fact that everyone everyone has always had that fantasy, I feel like, as a kid. Like, I, I don't know about you, Sam, but I have always had that, you know, fantasy of, like, if I were the only one in the house, like, and I, if I was truly alone and, you know... Like, how would I run things? And unfortunately, I've probably have. There have been some instances where kids wish that everyone could disappear. Um, you know, like Kevin wishes his family would entirely for, you know, not so great reasons. <laughs> I, I was wishing his family would disappear by the time yeah, he said right? that out of his mouth. I was like, right on, kid. Dang it. These people are horrible. Yeah, right. Because he gets punished for something he doesn't even do to start with, by the way. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like he gets neglected. He's like, I don't know. It's like the first time people like anyone actually um, gave a shit about him was when he was missing and like nowhere to be found. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally it. I, <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, I, and it's like he I felt like he was treated like such a second class citizen in his family, you know, and it's like and, and like that scene in particular, like that was just a, that was such a sad scene to me, you know, I was just like, oh, man, like, like, that's just, like, that's uh, I've had those moments as a kid, too, where it's like. It, maybe that's not what it was actually, but it definitely felt like it sometimes where like everybody is just like piling on top of you for something you didn't do, you know, like, mm, yeah, yeah, I've definitely had those moments. So it's like, so it's like I, I, I related to that, man, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to imagine um, that, you know, that how Kevin ran the house, like that's how I would run like you know, when I realized everyone's gone, like, you know, just get some pizza delivered, go to the store every once in a while, you know, like, I'd like to imagine that's how it would go, right? But, but, uh, but here's the thing about Kevin, is that throughout this movie, what's surprising is, um, I, Kevin, I believe is eight years old in the movie, right? Is that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he's, they say he's eight. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, they said he was betrayed as eight years old, right? But, he is handling the situation very maturely for his age, right? Like he, it's almost like he is, um, you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's adulting and like taking responsibility, um, like very early on in life. Like he doesn't even want to look at Buzz's Playboy magazine. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how much he is adulting right now. Right. <laughs> it's such a good scene. He, he goes, uh, people with no clothes on and then he tosses it over <laughs> right? his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, right. And by like including including this moment, by the way, um, I, I talked about it earlier with the church scene, right? Mm. Like he, uh, like I called this during the watch party an impromptu therapy session because that kind of is what it is, right? Like, like, um, like Marley is t- is talking to Kevin about um his problems and vice versa, right? Um, yeah. which, 
by the way, Marley, the fact that he's, you know, portrayed as the South Bend shovel slayer at the beginning of the movie and he's this like scary evil guy. It's like you don't wanna you don't wanna mess with this guy, right? Turns out he's like the nicest person ever, right? So good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's a classic setup. You know what's coming as soon as they go, oh, that guy over there, he's the, it's like, he's going to be the nicest person in this dang movie, and we'd all know it, but we're still yeah. waiting for it when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Has there been someone like that where you just have like a, like, like maybe, maybe not necessarily you, but it's like um, people around you maybe have had like a, a wrong perception of someone before? I have definitely known some people in my time where they have a harsh exterior, shall we say, and Mm -hmm. I end up being the person that gets along with them because I totally get what they're actually doing. Right. (laughs) Stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, and, And usually when that happens, my dynamic with them leans into it and goes oh no i'm the nice one and you're the jackass that's total and that's that's how that dynamic forms and it usually works so yeah yeah, i've I've totally been there a couple of times yeah absolutely and um but yeah and and you quickly discover that it's like yeah marley is not the guy who everyone is portraying he is like um and 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 they talk about like um like they go over in this impromptu therapy session like and and the and the reason I bring this up is because Kevin is the one who like steps in at one point and is like like he's talking about his family and everything and how like it like his he got into an argument with his son and you know and and Kevin is the one who suggests to him like why don't you call him and reconcile you know like like that yeah. is such a very like adult answer coming from like this eight year old kid you know like it's such a sweet moment right. It's amazing. I was sitting there going, I'm going to cry during Home Alone. What is happening to <laughs> right? me? Right? <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Like, that was definitely written in there. Yeah, as like a tearjerker moment for sure. Also, side note, by the way, while they're in, um, while they're in the church, they're singing um, Oh Holy Night. And mm-hmm. what, what I didn't realize about um, that song is that there was even more verses in the song. Like, I... I I had never heard of um, that. They had like a, another verse that they had tacked on to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know it had like multiple verses. Like I obviously it has multiple verses like in the original song. Right. Yeah. But there's but like an extra. You don't get that far. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like an extra was, verse in there. Yeah. I was in choir. I, I knew that. I knew those were there because <laughs> mm-hmm. the, about the only time you sing them is if you are in choir. That's that's when all yeah. of a sudden you go, oh, would you look at that? I was like, like, <laughs> there's a reason why I know um, that one song that we sing on New Year's Eve, but everybody gets like one verse in and suddenly goes because nobody <laughs> knows the actual li- i do know those and was- they may be slightly intoxicated <laughs> I mean, yes that, that might be part of it too but yeah all blang zine uh, is yeah the song. yeah, yeah it's, da, 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 it's da, like yeah. when you when you're in a production of um it's a wonderful life. You have to learn the song. <laughs> so uh-huh. that's why. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 
yeah, it's one of those things where it's like if you're not in choir, if you're not in a play, like you, you don't, you're not, you don't know. Yeah, you yeah. don't know, right? Exactly. Yeah, because because yeah, because that was that was strange to me because I had heard I had I've heard Oh Holy Night numerous times before. That was the first time I had ever heard anybody sang that verse before. Like that's what was yeah. crazy. But uh, Kevin may be adulting at eight years old, but he does steal that toothbrush from the convenience store. So. Really uh, heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. It's a a minor offense, though. Yeah. The guilt he had about that toothbrush makes you go, nah, this kid's not a jerk. Yeah, right. He's had to toughen up to survive his monster of a family. What? Yeah. Also, also, he never faces repercussions for that. So I assume they probably mm. just forgot about it or, or like they just like it, it, probably if you're that convenience store, you're probably like, ah, eh, it's like two bucks. It's like whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I forgive it, though. It's a minor offense. Also, because he w- he was running away from danger or, you know, at, at least what he perceived as danger, at least, <laughs> you know, so it's like. Give him a break, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was accidental. <laughs> yeah. I, here's what's interesting about that, too, is that he runs away. And one thing that I realized while watching this is, like, that's got to be pretty dangerous for a little kid to just be roaming around the streets of Chicago like that. Like, I, and the fact that no one says anything at all and, you know, everyone thinks that this is just a normal occurrence. Like, oh, this is just another day in Chicago where kids are just roaming around without adult supervision, right? I feel like that's perhaps maybe a sign of the times a little bit, right? Because (laughs) I don't feel like you can get away with that today, you know? Like the only one that questions it is the one cashier in the grocery store. Right? right? And even then we get to see that Kevin is so slick that he just... He could, he's a little con man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is totally what Kevin McAllister is, is he's a little con man. And that's so cool, even though it shouldn't be, but it yeah. is. Cause, also, know. I'm sure at a certain point, the, 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 the worker's probably like, you got money. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like just, yeah, the transaction will still happen. But also, like, even the cops, like, don't even seem to mind that a child, you know, is just chilling at home without parental supervision because, um, the mom calls the cops and they go through this like ring ring them a roll with them uh, about <laughs> that right like uh, like again that, that it's not realistic in the slightest right that was definitely no. for like comedic effect right but yeah but yeah but I, I i can't get over that it's like no it's like no parental parental supervision and you're just like la di da di da nothing to see here <laughs> unbelievable so i want to talk about uh some of my favorite moments of the movie here because um like i mentioned this movie has so many slapstick moments like but here's the thing about it because there are some productions where it's like they go slapstick heavy and it's like uh, they can overdo it a little bit like let's be real like that that has definitely happened on some projects i'm sure but this mm-hmm. one's not too over the top, you know, like I, I, apart from maybe like the um, the home invasion scene where like, but th- but that's kind of the that's kind of the point is that it's slapstick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so like like there's a lot of slapstick moments, but it doesn't feel overdone, you know? Yeah. It, the, the thing about 
Home Alone is that what it hits me is it's Looney Tunes violence, but done live action. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's totally the stuff that you would have watched Bugs Bunny and all of them do and yeah. got away with it. In other words, if you couldn't have standed Looney Tunes, like I had a uh, grandmother on my dad's side, hated Looney Tunes with a white mm-hmm. hot passion. It's like this senseless violence, you know, so it's like, you're not going to like Home Alone if you didn't like Looney Tunes. Let's yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. You know where I saw Looney Tunes in the most is when he's uh, tripping and falling on the stairs multiple times. <laughs> yes. Like that oh, was God. definitely the a one, Looney Tunes. Yeah. The one where Joe Pesci, by the way, phrase that I could say, that's amazing in and of itself in this movie. But the, when Joe Pesci slips lands on his head, bounces off of his head, and lands on the front steps after that. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) Also, concussion much? Yeah, there are some of the moments in this movie I legitimately had full body moments about, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, because I wonder if it's one of those situations where it's like, as uh, as adult men now with like, um, with like, you know, you know our backs hurting and all this other stuff it's like joints breaking and everything it's like you watch that and you're just like oh 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 yeah (laughs) it's like that's got a smart (laughs) as someone that's going into a career in which you kind of have to train your empathy and i had empathy anyway Mm -hmm. my god situations like this don't treat you well (laughs) you just you feel it hard man yeah yeah (laughs) But you want to know? You want to know what which uh, which person or rather object probably got the most <laughs> violence? That poor what? statue, right? <laughs> it's the best running gag in the movie. Every right. single person knocks that statue. Yeah, off. every every car that roams, including the pizza delivery guy. Twice. Twice. <laughs> don't the cops even do it when they pull in? Am I wrong? Or I don't. They, I don't remember. But I know they pulled in next door, so that's why. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's why they didn't. But yeah, it's like yeah, it's like every time. It's like just watch where you're going. <laughs> I know. Also, but I, here's the other thing, though, too, is that like I don't understand how you would run into the statue because like the way that the house is set up, it's like. You have a garage like on the left hand side. How are you getting your car to hit the statue if the garage is on the left hand side of the house, like of the driveway more specifically? You I know? think they're pulling in the yard. Right. Like, it feels like they're pulling in the yard every time. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like they have to be. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, yeah, but but talk about that um that home and that that battle plan being executed like you've got Mm. like so much fire and tar and dark guns and stepping on sharp objects and slipping and falling down the stairs uh what what was your favorite what was your favorite prank that uh that kevin pulled on the uh on the criminals there oh god you're gonna make me pick a favorite Um, uh yeah uh uh-huh Oh, it's very difficult. I do like that they um sort of Chekhov's gunned the uh cars that he had on the ground for them to slip on. Oh, okay. Because earlier in the movie they said go pick his dad goes, You wanna do something? Go pick up your cars. Your uncle slipped on one and nearly broke his neck on one of that dang thing. Mm. And then it shows up as one of the traps. 
Right, which by the so way, the yeah, at the very beginning, yeah, he isn't he posing as a police officer too when yeah. and, and probably overhears that, right? Yeah, possibly. And yeah. It still Yeah, gets that him. is another neat detail is that he comes in he's it's an amazing plan. Honestly, if Kevin McAllister had not been there, I think they would have gotten away with it because it's oh, an probably. amazing heist idea mm-hmm. you know me i love my heist and everything like that mm-hmm. but it's it, yeah so it's and it's just that kid that got in the way yeah it's like but so so yeah i love the rc cars um i will give the one that probably made my spine bend the most mm-hmm. is whenever um marv is stepping up the tar steps and uh-huh. then it shows the one oh, pointy nail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even see his foot go down, and yet your brain oh, does yeah. that thing where it mm-hmm. connects the dots and you feel like you saw oh, it. Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's just. Ah! Yeah, your, <laughs> your brain is definitely doing a mental picture at that point, right? And it's not a yeah. pretty one either. <laughs> uh-huh. Amazing how that stuff works. But yeah, was, that was definitely kind of that and the. For some reason, Marv's feet are like my worst things for the thing. I don't know why, but or him stepping on those ornaments. You actually see him step on the ornaments, but they yeah. make them so convincing that you go, oh God, there's shards of that in his feet. Now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just like stepping on glass and uh, uh, uh. I mean, and then of course, if we're gonna talk about the other side of the thing, which for some reason I always remember um is it Harry or um, uh, Joe Pesci's character? Yeah, I think it's Harry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, it is Harry. Okay. Yeah. I got it right. Just it, it, for some reason, I can always remember Marvin. I can't remember Harry. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, the blowtorch on his head. Yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. That, well, like, well, that. Yeah, well, oh. that's a cool. Well, that. Well, that's a funny th- thing too, because he goes through like the. Like the dog is like the dog door or whatever. Like, um, uh huh. Like, yeah. And, uh, and he's like pokes his head and he's just like, hello. Thump. <laughs> yeah, that's Marv that does that one. And then, right. Uh, Harry opens the door thinking that nothing's wrong and then <laughs> lights his head on fire and has to dive into the snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, that is Which, definitely a Looney Tunes again. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that doggy door, the first shot literally <laughs> is a groin shot. Like we, yeah. we ramp it up to eleven to start. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, I I, I probably I I, I love I love that humor of just like if, like when he when he falls down the stairs like multiple times like the first time I laughed pretty good but then the second time like I I forget the circumstance but I think he trips on something falls backwards and then falls down the stairs again <laughs> and I'm just like I think the front door had the heat thing to it so right. He- Grabs oh, the yeah, door. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, goes it was the... back. Has an M scarred into his hand now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it was the door. Falls knob. back and then slips on the steps again. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, that's, it is. That's the one I was talking about where he lands on his head on like that middle step and then lands back in the yard. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I I lo- I love that sort of like some people might think it's like kind of um kind of 
worn out and repetitive. It's like, I don't care. It's still funny to me, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, especially if it happens happens a second time when you're not, because it's like the first time you kind of, ex- not, I, I don't know. I don't want to say expected is the right word, but it's like, it's like you can see it coming almost, right? But then when it happens a second time, like that's <laughs> that makes you laugh even more because you're just like, wait, didn't we just go through this again? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that was great. That treehouse hideout, by the way, was pretty cool, like with the zip line and everything. Yeah, like, that was pretty that, slick. Yeah, that was a good little contraption. Um yeah. but uh but also I love that uh What's his name? Uh, Marv steps in there at the end because it's like because he's like cornered in that other house. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Marv just comes out of nowhere, just goes bam with like a chair and, and knocks him out cold. Well, no, what what makes it great is mm-hmm. he uses the shovel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a shovel, not the chair. Sorry. Yeah. So but, the so the whole thing about him being the murderer is like, nah, that was that. That was a thing um, that Marley was accused of, but Marley could still apparently actually swing a shovel, even though he wasn't a murderer. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of what was, uh, what was the criminals? It was Marvin Kevin, right? Yeah. Marvin Marv Kevin. and Harry. Or Harry, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, th- but those, those characters, like, they're so incredibly dumb, right? Like, yeah. they're incredibly dumb. The two moments that stood out to me um, in particular was um, the first time that they run into Kevin, almost quite literally, by the way, like they're they're on the sidewalk of some other house. Right. And they're Mm -hmm. and they're driving forward. Right. They're not even backing out. They're driving forward. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and Kevin is like walking in their way. And it's like what they're like, kid, kid, kid. And then they're and then they're the ones who like they tell Kevin to watch out. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, pedestrians have the right of way on on a sidewalk, dude. Like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other moment uh, that was kind of dumb is like at the very end, while they're being arrested by the cops, they give them their like you know clever name and I I forget what it, they come up with. It's the like, wet bandits. Yeah, the wet bandits. Like yeah, they tell the cops like oh we're the wet bandits or whatever. And, that's, and to be fair, I'm going to bail Harry out here. That's all Marv. <laughs> Harry oh, doesn't even sure. want him to do it. Like, he's like oh you yeah, left the water on, didn't you again? Yeah, that's our <laughs> thing. I told you not to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and without knowing it, Marv just gave like more evidence to the cops. Like you're tell you're giving the cops more information. I'm like, you ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which let's, let's take a second to highlight these two. Is this, a, I'm not sure. Cause I don't have the whole list in my head. Is this the first time you've had a Joe Pesci movie in Cinemavention? I want to say yes but i don't know what other movies would would he be in i mean um he's definitely in a movie that i put on the list that will be a future viewing most definitely okay um so there was that uh but it's joe pesci is just he's mostly known for mobster movies and stuff like that mm, okay um, Hence why whenever they did the Joe Pesci show on Saturday Night Live as a sketch, it was mostly him whacking kneecaps with a foam baseball bat. Uh, so if that if that gives you some idea of the kind of 
thing. So we have Joe Pesci, this actor that's known for being in mobster movies, all these dark things. And then he shows up as a criminal in Home Alone and shows this comedic timing that, I mean, yeah, we've seen him do in other things, but the ability to go through these things and show like that acting thing. It's, it's so good to see Joe Pesci do that. And of course mm-hmm. the same for, um, God, I've always, I always, uh, Daniel Stern playing Marv too. Just those yeah. two do a fantastic job of going through the pain they have to go through to sell yeah. the whole thing along with everything else. Yeah. So I, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through, um, I'm going through Joe Pesci's, uh, IMDB right now, just looking through like the movies and yeah, no, I'm seeing the ones that you had put in the list, but yeah, no, I think this is the very first one. So yeah, that makes it even more funny. The fact that this is the first movie of Joe Pesci's that I'm covering, which is hilarious. Also, I love yeah. the fact that um that he's he's listed in Home Alone too as well. So they make a they make a return in that movie somehow, which uh, oh they do yeah yeah so, they do. Uh, so that's gonna be somewhere they're gonna be in there and that's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, that black and white film that Kevin is watching, in case you were wondering about that, by the way, because I I was wondering about this. Um, which by the way, uh, that was this mobster. This is another mobster movie, by the way, too. I just realized too, like, (laughs) yeah, this is a mobster movie. And like, also Joe Pesci is in a lot of mobster movies. So the irony should not be lost on anybody, but anyway, but, uh, but like here, but at the beginning, it's like Kevin is like, not even allowed to like to watch it. And it wasn't even rated R too. like, um, Mm -hmm. Like that, that was, yeah, that was, that was the, the continuation of that saga. But regardless, he, he gets the freedom to watch this movie and, um, and he uses it to communicate with the people outside, by the way, which was really funny. It's like, it's like, uh, he does the gun, uh, he has the gunshots to get the, uh, the pizza delivery guy to just run and presumably just leave the money behind. So he gets a free pizza, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's, I that that is. I would say that's the way to do it, but also no, because then they'll just <laughs> <laughs> then he'll just call the cops on you normally, <laughs> right? But uh, oh, no, he paid him and everything. He just wanted him to get the heck out of there, so he did it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but but if you didn't know, now you know. The movie is called Angels with Filthy Souls, except. For for one minor problem is and that is that it's not a real movie actually uh. yeah yeah it turns out uh it was a move it, it was a movie created inside of a movie <laughs> which is which, crazy inception i'll admit did not know this until we were doing research for this episode yeah Had well been- no idea and it broke my heart a little bit because i went <laughs> oh someday i'm gonna watch the you know mobster yeah. movies mm-hmm. from home alone and sure because i like mobster movies anyway that's one of my genres sure and then i find out this isn't real no <laughs> <laughs> it just killed me <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah apparently they filmed that uh it, it, apparently that was the only scene that they filmed they shot it in one day and um and that was <laughs> it yeah uh but apparently you're not the only one that th- um that thought this either because there's a good housekeeping uh article that i put that we'll put in the show notes 
and uh it and, and apparently uh, Seth Rogen put out a tweet like in 2018 about this and like people just like all of a sudden in 2018 just realized that oh by the way this movie that they used um um in Home Alone is just not a real movie it was a movie created inside of a movie right and well yeah. and the thing that i found so funny is that apparently in the next movie home alone 2 there is also a sequel of the fake movie inside of the sequel of the real movie <laughs> since you know it i will say yes i was gonna keep that to myself for a surprise yeah, yeah. But if you, then, then yes totally yeah and, unfortunately the article kind of spoiled that for me but uh uh-huh. but, but it's, yeah it's fine but, but that's the thing that convinced me that they were real, by the way, because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, there's two of them. There's a Christmas movie <laughs> and there's another one. Like, no, apparently not. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's how far they went for that bit. Right. Also, mm-hmm. by the way, um, because I, I, I mentioned all these other people that didn't know about it. Apparently, Macaulay Culkin himself didn't even know th- that it was a <laughs> fake uh, that it was a fake movie because, uh, yeah, because he was. He he responded to someone's comment. It's like I didn't know either. I'm like, uh, well, I'm like, yeah. So the writers did a good job of masking that because, yeah, I don't. For years, I don't think anybody knew that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's crazy. Although it does produce this one of the classic lines from this movie: "Keep the change, you filthy animal." <laughs> mm. Yes, totally. Also, I, I feel like people misquote that uh, that line though, because I have, I always heard it as "Merry Christmas, you filthy animal!" Right? You I, might be spoiled as to what's going to happen in the second movie. Then that's uh, is that what that is? Ah, rats! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's that's actually the version I have in my head too. Is "Merry Christmas, you filthy animal," and Got a "Happy it. New Year." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. There, there are some product placements in this movie, and you can, uh, and, and you can get, you can kind of guess which ones they are because they're pretty, they're pretty out there, right? Uh, because, yeah. uh, <laughs> because, uh, because Kevin and the families drink a choice uh, there in their household seems to always be Pepsi, right? <laughs> like they, they, and it's the classic Pepsi bottle, right? When this movie came out, I was one year old. Okay to give mm-hmm. you context so i know that bottle mm-hmm. <laughs> so when i saw it my brain went pop i went look at the bottle <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they must have like they must have changed the logo like during the 90s like probably like late 90s it was yeah yeah there was a spot in which they changed it yeah yeah because so. i yeah because i've always because i because i've always known it as the somewhat newer logo um not not the newest logo but the logo before it like that's how I always remembered it, right? So like, yeah. yeah. So it must have been like m- mid to late nineties when they changed it. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, I guess it was also cheaper for them to get the rights to uh, to use Pepsi as opposed to Coke. I guess <laughs> maybe Coca Cola charged Pepsi more. Showed up in a lot of things, so I wonder if it wasn't that Pepsi paid more or if it was cheaper. I don't yeah, know maybe. which, but. Yeah, well, also because like because they yeah because Pepsi famously has hosted like the halftime show ever since uh, they took it over from MTV from the whole uh, you know uh, Justin Timberlake Janet Jackson <laughs> situation right but now yeah. uh, but and, and Pepsi has had it up until this upcoming Super Bowl this uh, the tw- the twenty twenty three Super Bowl coming up here uh, Apple Music will be hosting it instead of Pepsi for the yeah. first time so uh, interesting. 
Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah. So yeah, Pepsi uh, Pepsi has has their name on a lot of things. I feel like, which I mean, yeah. I I I, I yeah. I could see why because uh, mm-hmm. I mean here here's here a uh, uh, minor side here minor side note here. I'm gonna go on a side <laughs> check here for a second. Okay. Um, because uh, I I enjoy I enjoy Pepsi, but more specifically, I enjoy Mountain Dew a lot. Mm. Right. Okay. I, I, what, when I, when I go to restaurants, right. And I get a, and I get a drink and it's like, and, and I ask for Mountain Dew or, or if I ask for a Pepsi, it's like, oh, we only have Coke products. I'm like, that's not the part that usually frustrates me. The part that frustrates me is that the places that do serve Coke don't serve mellow yellow. Like, oh. like that's, what's really frustrating to me is that like, is Mellow Yellow an inferior product to Mountain Dew? Yes. But will <laughs> but but will I drink it if you offer it to me? Also, yes. But <laughs> but that's the problem is that they don't they don't ever put Mellow Yellow in the places that do sell Coke products. I don't get it. <laughs> it's interesting. I w- I was always a Dr Pepper guy whenever mm. I drank pop cuz at some point I had to stop and whenever yeah. I took that little gap tried to come back and realize this is ruined for me now, which was a good thing, but <laughs> still is like, just when it's done, it's done. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It I, all I, tastes like diet to me now, if that gives you any idea. So, oh, really? Interesting. Well, yeah. I, interesting. I, I still enjoy it. I don't, I don't drink it as much as I, uh, as much as I used to, but, uh, but yeah, I, I allow myself, I, I allow myself like once a week to, um, to have it, you know? Mm. That's that's sort of my uh, that's sort of my uh, my cheat day is uh, one a week, you know, (laughs) but uh, but but yeah, but all I'm saying is that if you're a restaurant that has Coke products, please offer Mellow Yellow (laughs) because so that I can have at least something other than um, because because I don't because I I don't like drinking Coke now. It's like I've got like I love Mountain Dew so much that I don't I I like it more than I do Coke or Pepsi. Right. And it's like Mm. it's really annoying when I don't have that alternative option you know so anyway right. anyway the, the um, side jag is um done but <laughs> but i right. i just i need to get that out there into the world because i've had this problem for years <laughs> some of the best movie podcasts do it so absolutely right <laughs> but uh but but we have a pepsi product placement in there but not only that the family choice of detergent is tied yep <laughs> but uh I mean, but uh however here's the thing a little less commercial but still i wouldn't say product placement but just placement i guess in this movie is uh kevin gets to stay up and watch johnny carson man that johnny yes, carson yes, clip right <laughs> oh yes. yeah Ish. Oh, oh, Johnny Carson is joining us now. Welcome, Johnny. It's uh, such hello, an honor. Hello, yes, yes, yes. It's 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 wild. It's it's wild that I'm here. It's wild, wild stuff. Especially since I'm dead right now. I can't. I can't believe I've 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 even got. <laughs> I would I would blank on his name. It's like so. Never mind. He's not here. He's not here. It's wild. It's wild that I didn't get 
Oh, you are correct, sir. Yeah, I don't even care what your name is because I can't remember it right now, and that would be too much to look it up. So, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's wild. It's some weird, wild stuff that I'm right here. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon, yes. Ed McMahon's in the corner. Yes, you are correct, sir. Screw you for not remembering my name. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's weird. that's weird that they're here. Uh, anyway. Yeah, weird, man. Yeah, that was a... Uh, yeah. A, a rare, a rare appearance from Johnny Carson. Wow, man, that was crazy. No, Us but, podcasters can do anything, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, but uh, um, here's uh, but the, here's the thing too is um, it, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit because I wasn't expecting um Johnny Carson for like a film that was done in 1990, but then I realized, oh yeah, right, Carson was the host of the Tonight Show up until 1992. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, that's, yeah, that's that that still holds up. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the connections I didn't have either. So it kind of threw me a little bit, too. And then I went, oh, that's right. He was up until the 90s. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 92. He held, yeah, held it for 30 years all the way back in 1962 was when he started. And then, yeah, wrapped in uh, 92 before um, before uh, Jay Leno took over. Also, that's that amazes me, too, that um, that Johnny Carson was only um three hosts ago of the tonight show. I know. Right. And, 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 and yeah. And that was, yeah, that was, yeah. Three hosts ago. It's like, it's one of those situations where it's like, I remind myself all the time where it's like, there have only been like four presidents in my lifetime. Uh, you know, know, like four or five presidents, right? Like that's, that's what's, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's crazy how time flies, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that yeah, that little clip of Carson that was, that was great to that was great to see that. So it was great. So I mentioned how a lot of things in this movie hold up, right? However, there are a few things that wouldn't hold up today, and we I I brought I mentioned it a little bit before um beforehand, but. Uh, the fact that a, that a power outage causes the clocks to reset in this movie um, is a is a problem that probably wouldn't happen with modern technology because uh, because presumably if you had a smartphone in this movie it wouldn't lose battery even if um, there was a power outage like the only way you would be able to like write that into the script today is like somehow everyone else's smartphones weren't charged overnight or something. And the power outage, like, you know, um, caused them all to be like dead, I guess. Like that'd be the only way you could write that, um, into the movie today, you know? Yeah. Because I know, I know some people that still have the classic alarm clock, um, yeah. Set up. Yeah, it, um, it, but, it's definitely it's definitely going on the wayside these days, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people. I are, know at least one of them is in a household that refu- has a person that refuses to use a smartphone and will spit upon the ground if they think about it. So it's yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where some people, and then I know some where they've got smartphones in the house and they still use a classic alarm clock thing because they yeah. just don't want to turn their phone into that. AKA so it, it, my yeah, parents. So. <laughs> yeah, depends. So. Yeah, no, my, my parents definitely do that. They they, they definitely have like the classic. My, my mom is my mom always has like clocks in every room, even though um even though we all have the time on our phones and on our smartwatches and everything. And I'm just like, 
why 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 do you have all these clocks around and she's just like because that's how i was because that's how i grew up (laughs) i inadvertently have done that a little bit with all of the echo devices around the place although only a couple of them are screen ones so it's it's yeah Mm, absolutely so uh but yeah i i don't know it's crazy and you know like i mentioned too it's like you know the electronic devices like like I, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know how you write Home Alone um nowadays with like modern technology. So I'm curious to see like um because the re- one of the recent sequels actually came out last year if I recall correctly from my research. And so I'm curious as to how they um as to how they address that. Have have you seen the latest sequel that came out last year or not yet? I'm going to be one of those guys. I have not touched anything past 2. Cause, oh, because once because once you get to three, it isn't even Kevin McAllister at that point. And it's none right. of the original cast. Um, Apparently, it's some storyline because I did look it up for the podcast tonight because I knew we were going to talk about this a little bit. Right. Um, right. It's some storyline where this kid has to fight off some Uber spies that want a smart chip that is inside of his uh, remote controlled car by some weird circumstances. What? So. <laughs> It, yeah, it's not even anything along the lines of just, I mean, other than maybe he's home alone. Yeah. <laughs> but only the first two movies feature the original cast. The rest of it is just a bunch. Of, I think at some point we get back to it being, I put in air quotes, Kevin McAllister, because it's technically a reboot at some point. Like, I, I've only found out things from like side notes but it gets weird quick yeah well and what's interesting is that wikipedia classifies anything like it classifies the first three movies as you know regular films but then everything else it classifies as a quote-unquote television film so Mm. i'm not entirely certain what the difference is i guess just because it was only it was a film only shown on tv i guess and it just they didn't bring it to theaters i guess i don't know like yeah it's like the ones that go direct to dvd and you never hear right. anything about it aladdin did that where like there were several direct to video sequels that never hit a theater mm, okay so. got it yeah so so yeah so you it, it, it's interesting so you won't even go past home alone three then i won't go past two because i will do one and two because those have mm. the original cast and everything in it. And then after that, it's just a bunch of movies that have the name Home Alone pasted on them. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like the studio said, like, hey, we need another hit. Uh, this Home Alone project's going pretty good. Yeah, just slap that name on it. Does it have anything it feels to do like it? <laughs> yeah. Does it have anything to do with the previous Home Alone movies? Nah. Okay, it's it's got marketing power. Go. <laughs> yeah, it really does feel like that at this point, to be honest. That's why whenever I hear, oh, there's a new Home Alone film? All right. And then I carry on with my life without doing anything about it. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, I, I, I want to go back to uh, to this because I, I, I do have a problem with this. And, and I don't and I think it's a I, I want to say it's kind of a universal problem with this because how incompetent (laughs) do you have to be to realize that you have left your son behind and bearing in mind it takes them so long to figure that out right 
like I get that it's a big family and all, and and I get that the true reason that Kevin was left behind because the neighbor kid was accidentally counted in the in the count, right? Like in place of Kevin, but still, like I, I don't understand how he just gets left behind like that. Like, how do you mess that up? So many dominoes had to fall into place. It really was right? comical how many dominoes had to fall into place to, but still just yeah like the, yeah. the, the improper pa- and like the mom starts to redeem herself at some point through this movie it really is a right. redemption arc for the mom right because they have and everyone's been there where you've had this knockdown drag out fight with a parent even mm-hmm. if you've got a good relationship with parents like i do yep it's gonna happen at some point that's yep. that's unavoidable mm-hmm. uh and both of them have to dwell on it and go, oh, God, the last thing we said to each other was that horrible argument where I, where Kevin went, I don't want to see any of you ever again. And Kevin sits there and going, I said I didn't want to see any of them ever again. So it was, it's <laughs> yeah. like this lovely thing from both sides of it yeah. where, like, the mom gets this amazing redemption arc. The rest of the family's still a piece of crap. But yeah, right? at least the mom gets a redemption arc. Yeah, because here because I do want to talk about that, right? Because I do find because uh, Buzz the Buzz character is a little weird for me, right? Because on that front, right, like it's it's a it's weird to me because like he goes from this, you know, hard ass big brother. He's like always pushing <laughs> Kevin around and you know, like causing a big ruckus and everything, right? And, he, and and the and the other siblings do that too to an extent, right? But even when the but even the rest of his symbol or, or his siblings are worried for him, but and he's not concerned at all. Like like if you when they cut back to when they're at the lodge, right? Like he's not even yeah. concerned in the slightest. But then all of a sudden at the end, like just because they're back home, he just randomly has a change of heart. Like that seemed a it, little out of place to me, you know, like. I mean, I think it's the classic, oh, I try to act tough all the dang time. And as a result, I'm not going to show you any of my emotion whatsoever until right. I have to. Right. You know, but, sort like, of thing. but like, but like also like, but because here's the thing, it would make more sense if like maybe like three quarters of the way in, they had another scene where like, oh, he's coming around to, you know, being a better person. But they didn't show that. It's like, this whole time he's yeah. like this he, he, like the entire time he's just this big masculine big brother and then just all of a sudden that fad just uh, that that facade just drops immediately like it's sort of like it's i don't know like it's it felt weird to me that it's like he goes from one extreme to the other seemingly you know like that just doesn't add up to me you know yeah totally yeah. it's it it is done in a way in which it is a quick snap and that yeah, I can totally get that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I guess that would be like my one critique about that. So, but, but, um, but going back to the mom for a second, um, like I love that <laughs> scene. Like they're on the airplane, right? And 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 mom is uh, freaking the fuck out. And who and who and what mom wouldn't at this point, right? Oh like, yeah, totally. Of, you know, of leaving their my kid mother behind. would fly into a freaking coma at that point right they would have to resuscitate her if she right. left me behind somewhere when i was a kid <laughs> right 
but 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 while she's freaking the fuck out on on their first class uh flight right <laughs> at one point i thought and, and i thought it was the dad it turns out no it was the uncle who says this at one point useless uncle yeah he try he tries but spectacularly fails at trying to console the mother by mentioning you know if it helps i left my reading glasses behind i'm like no dude that does not help shut up (laughs) well to be fair everyone else in that scene had your sentiment exactly they all looked at him like what (laughs) it's like dude like that is not on the same level of forgetting forgetting stuff that is not on the same level dude (laughs) it slowly makes this divide amongst all of these people where you realize oh kevin's family is not as bad as these cousins and the uncle the the aunt seems to be fine so we're not gonna put her in this lump right but otherwise the other ones slowly you start to go oh i'm fine with kevin's family but the rest of these people i'm starting to really get annoyed with right. you know it it starts to make this divide that sets you up for that end scene in the movie where all of a sudden oh yay everyone's back together it's doing that without mm-hmm. you really realizing what it's pulling <laughs> right yeah and of course it's a and of course it's christmas time so like yeah so she's frantically trying she, frantically trying to get a flight back to the house right and of course it's christmas time all the flights are booked right like what do you expect mm-hmm. right but thankfully um fe- thankfully a group of uh singers come to the rescue and it features a cameo from one john candy from planes trains and automobiles aka so gus polanski which i was not expecting right Planes, trains, and automobiles happens years before this movie, too, which makes me mm-hmm. think, did you do that on purpose? Yeah, the, that's what the, I'm thinking, The whole right? thing of I can't get home, right? the theme of planes, trains, and automobiles, and right. then this happens And then John movie. Candy shows up. Yeah, exactly, right? I, here's something that I noticed from this uh, particular performance from John Candy John Candy, like his performance in this film, kind of reminded me a little bit of Jeff Goldblum a little bit. Did did oh. did did it? Because he has that sort of like it's one of those things where it's like he has those like you know how Jeff Goldblum like says his line, but he doesn't like like he sort of improvises and adds stuff to the line a little bit. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, 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 yes. I know exactly what you mean. Yes, yes. Jeff Goldblum will, he'll, he'll take a theme, a theme, a theme. What is a theme? A theme <laughs> is just a thing that we, that we place around a scene. Yes, yes, yes. It defines mm-hmm. everything and no, but, makes it all foam together. No, but yeah, it, exactly. No, exactly. No. And, and I felt, and I felt like John Candy's character was doing exactly that um, in this movie. Like it felt like he it was a little bit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, that that was great. That was great. Uh, so uh, so you say uh, so you say Home Alone two I should watch, and then beyond that, it's not uh, it's it's not. Don't even bother beyond that. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't watched the other ones, so it would be unfair of me to say that you shouldn't watch them. Mm-hmm. But if you want the content of this is the original cast. These are the people coming back. Does it then watch two? And again, 
yeah. I love Home Alone too. Like I am, you already have a person signed up if you want someone to come back mm-hmm. for two. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, where they're not related, it's like it might be an interesting exercise, but it will definitely be one of those that would break the cinemavention thing, I think. And instead, yeah. it would be neither of us have seen this movie and i'd be willing to do that with you if you wanted to go the whole yeah. way but well I'll, well also because here's the thing at a certain point like for example like on cinema Vention, we're not going to cover every single movie in the marvel cinematic universe right like there there'll be mm-hmm. some movies that we'll just have to skip because there's just no way we can fit all of them right like 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 i've mentioned before you could uh, someone could do an entire podcast entire separate podcast just covering marvel cinematic universe movies at this point right and people do yeah right <laughs> yeah and that's that, yeah that, that's what i'm saying yeah i'm sure that's already a genre right so yeah and so yeah same thing here it's like yeah we won't we don't have to cover every single home alone movie but definitely home alone 2 it sounds like is uh yes an interesting one and here's the thing, and, and, and do, do, don't spoil me because I I don't know yet. But this oh, is yeah. just me thinking out loud, right? But I'm mm-hmm. just, but in my, but in my head, I'm trying to think like, how is there a sequel to this movie? Because how do they leave Kevin behind yet again? You know, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, <But it's- laughs> yeah, oh. like, yeah. That's just, that, yeah, that's something I'll just have to find out in the next movie, aren't I? <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, I want to talk about, uh, real quick, because, uh, this is, this is, a, I, I feel like it's an important detail to talk about. So Macaulay Culkin, um, has actually come out and said that he has a little resentment towards like, maybe not resentment is the right word, but like he has a little, maybe am- animosity. I, I'm not mm. exactly sure, but like, he doesn't really like watching this film. All, all that much and in fact he's admitted as saying he's he hasn't really gone back and watched this movie like basically ever almost mm. or or if he has it's been like a couple of times because uh you know it, 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 and it's not just this film it's all the other um sequel like the sequel he's he's been involved in right Mm-hmm. Um, because famously, uh, the, 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 the tabloids have said that, um, that his parents got to keep control of his finances, um, yeah. from what he made from this film. And he has basically gone on record saying that they basically blew his entire fortune and he didn't even get a chance to reap any of those, any of that money. So, yeah, it's it's another one. I mean, we get cases of child actors like this. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we don't get them as often. I can think of one particular case that me and you are talking have been talking about recently involving a book that just came out. Mm-hmm. That'll tell yep. you all you need to know. But yep. <laughs> thankfully, those cases are few and far between now. Instead of them being the regular standard that seem to be yeah. of the era. Yeah, um, nowadays, yeah. However, yeah, it, it's especially back then in, in the nineties. But as we're finding out, uh, as we're finding out now, uh, turns out it kind of maybe lasted a little bit longer than that. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but he has uh, yeah he he has a little resentment towards that. Not only that, but uh, but he has actually gone as far as to like he will not perform that famous you know scream where he puts his hands on his face like like ah! he yeah, yeah like he will not 
uh, he absolutely refuses to uh, to do that. But yeah. uh, and and honestly, given his position, I can't necessarily blame him for that. To be honest, like I yeah if, yeah, it's like if it, it's one of those situations where like he did it like as a young kid, right? And these it's probably a little cringy to him now, you know. I I have oh, yeah. to imagine, totally. right? So like, yeah, no. So I can't blame him for not wanting to do that. But what he has done is uh like it, apparently it's apparently it's not that deep because what he has done is that he, uh if you have not seen this commercial uh from 2018 there is a commercial where basically they set it up to where if home alone was was done today but with the modern conveniences of technology and google assistant that that, that that's what <laughs> that's what they were trying it was a google ad they were doing a google assistant yeah. ad but it was a. There were a lot of recreations of scenes in Home Alone in this yeah. commercial. Have you seen this commercial? I watched it before we recorded this because I had not mm-hmm. seen it, and um, the details are very minute. It's amazing the stuff right? that they pull off in this commercial, like down to like him coming down. To, I won't totally spoil all of it, but yeah. like the scene where he comes down all groggy he gets the same face. Like, he nails it perfectly. Like, he Mm -hmm. clearly watched the scene and then recreated it. And it's just those tiny little details like that with the changes, of course, of him asking the Google Assistant what his day is going to be, that it flashing Mm -hmm. on screen, home home to yourself. Home to yourself, right. Or something like that. But, yeah, so it's... It's pretty neat. Right. Well, and, and they even recreate that uh, scene because because uh, he, he has there's that scene where he has this like contraption, like where he simulates a party going on at the house. Where, yeah. And I love how it's like because um, it's like it, I imagine that would be extremely difficult to pull off. But like with Google Assistant, it makes it even easier to pull that off, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it even has the van there like watching the house like outside it's like yeah there was a part of me that hoped that they got joe pesci just for a tiny little yeah my brain was going come on they did they did include it they did include his voice though in it like his voice is in there yeah i think it was the voice from the original thing yeah i think they they just pulled it it from the movie right yeah yeah um but uh but yeah no the commercial is great yeah we'll have it linked in the show notes if you want to check it out it's great Mm -hmm. but uh I think what's really cool about it, though, is uh, what's cool for you and me, Sam, is that we are we are two degrees of separation from Macaulay Culkin. Thanks to the fact that he has appeared in two videos on the Modern Rogue YouTube channel because we know Brian Brushwood, of course. So, yeah, so we so we get to say that, which is great. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Macaulay Culkin has become this amazing enigma of a figure. Yeah, he just. He just kind of came out of the shadows one day and just started showing up again. It's like, what's with that? What the heck is this? Yeah. I remember, I think the first project he showed up in again was um, the Jim Gaffigan show as this really weird, just running gag where just Macaulay Culkin was in every episode and he was just there. There was like no acknowledging it or anything. And he played kind of different characters. Like uh, one episode, he was a taxi driver. The other episode, he was a bartender. So it's like just this random thing that happened with the Jim Gaffigan show that he had on TV land for, I think it was only 
one season, maybe two. It's an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like an off-the-wall kind of sitcom, but not laugh track sitcom, more like the sitcom that you watch without a laugh track. So it was yeah. mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, but just for some reason, the running gag was Macaulay Culkin was in every episode somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> she mm-hmm. showed up. As, so so that's when he first starts showing up. And then he's done like his podcast and his social media stuff and everything yeah. like that. So he's made a name for himself just by suddenly coming out of the shadows. And it's well, that was, so cool to yeah, see. Yeah, well, that was the first thing that, that was the first time that I noticed is because, yeah, like he just started randomly appearing in collabs for people's videos on the internet, like on YouTube videos and stuff, like mm-hmm. just randomly out of nowhere, like a couple of years ago. Like it was the strangest thing ever, right? Yeah. Including the modern rogue. It's like it's like Brian and Jason <laughs> got a collab with him. Like, what? How? <laughs> I know, right? It's it is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I think it, the episodes are um one of them it's like they're simulating like a crime scene, I think. And then the other one is uh oh it's not giving me the titles now. But I but it's like um I, I they're they're playing with they're playing with fire, of course, because because that's the modern rogue thing to do. I, I forget what it was what it was now, but go check them out. It's they're really good. But uh, having yep. said all of that, uh, Sam, it's time for that part of the show where we wrap things up, give our final ratings of the movie. I think I know where you're gonna put this rating, but uh, thumbs up, thumbs yep. down. What's your rating? Thumbs. Thumbs up. Definitely two of them up if I'm allowed. Because mm-hmm. yeah, this one this one is amazing. And like I said, it was a great trip for me because I got to see the groundwork of certain things that happened in Home Alone 2 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Some of the traps, exactly the same. You get some repeat performances. Do I care? No, I do not. Um, so, uh, but it, but it's definitely one of those where getting your teeth into one and all of the amazing heartfelt moments that make it such a good movie that you sit there and go, oh, the traps and everything and the home invasion are amazing, but there's so much more to this movie than that. And I think it gets a disservice done to it because of that. So two thumbs way up. It's got everything you'd need in a holiday movie and then some wanton destruction of human bodies on top of it. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, what more can you ask for? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, my, and I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. Thumbs up from me as well. Like such a great story. Like it holds up so well. And it's like, it's just the right amount of slapstick humor that I just, I absolutely love. And so, yeah, th- thumbs up from me. This was such a great movie. And, uh, and yeah, no, I, I can't wait to cover the uh, sequel, which is, uh, which is, ha- which this one happens in New York City, interestingly enough. So that'll be an interesting mm-hmm. take on, on the story, uh, for that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so that that's that's going to be a fun time and I can't wait for that episode uh and Sam yeah we'll definitely have you back uh when we get to that uh movie although it's going to be uh it's going to be weird cuz it's probably going to be another year before we get to this movie because of because <laughs> yeah. of the way that the holidays work, you know? <laughs> oh, I will be watching that movie before we have to do it for Cinema Vention. After I was done watching this one I went 
yeah, I'm watching the sequel within the next couple of weeks, especially given school just wrapped up for me. I got time. I'm watching. I'm watching Home Alone oh, too yeah, before of course, we have to man. do this. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but when you're not uh, when you're not watching the Home Alone and Home Alone two uh, movies, uh, where can they find you? And what? Wh- yeah, where can they find you online? You can find me, um, all of my podcasts and my Let's Plays. We are currently going through the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. That has been a blast. Um, but you can find all of that at tscn.tv. And if you want to find me on my socials and stuff, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram, TikTok and Twitch at TSCN Sam. Right on. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you're still doing Friday night streams on Twitch as well. So I am part yeah, of the Diamond absolutely. Club Rock Block. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, although, yeah, it's weird because, like, yeah. So I, I assume Ren's still streaming, but he doesn't post the announcements anymore, so I don't ever know if he yeah, is. he still yeah. is. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't announce them much anymore. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's the Friday Night Rock Block. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. I, of course, I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, you can do so by joining the conversation in our Discord. That's at discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the party, don't worry, because we have the watch party available on demand exclusively to everyone who supports the show over at patreon.com slash wscott is one. Thank you, as always, to everyone who supports the show. And if you can support the show, even by a, a small amount, I highly encourage you to check out that website and support. Don't forget that I am live twice a week playing games with the community on my Twitch over at twitch.tv slash is one. Send in your thoughts about Home Alone and everything we discussed today. You can do so by sending an email to email at cinemavention.com or in the Discord as well is another great place to leave feedback as well. And visit the website to see all the previous movies we've covered on this show over at cinemavention.com. We'll be back next week to cover more holiday movies as our holiday month of Cinemavention rolls on. We got so much so many more movies to cover coming up this month. And I can't wait for you to hear all those episodes coming up. Until net until then, we'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>